Coming up next, Skip Murphy, the co-founder of GraniteRock.com, where we're going to be talking about right to know and compelled speech or coerced speech. Hang on for a few seconds. We'll be right back after this. Don't forget to listen to this and past programs on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And, of course, right here at GraniteRock.com. Skip Murphy, welcome back. We are talking about compelled speech or coerced speech, and you had some right-to-know requests that you were following up on, and you wanted to share some of that with us. Yes. Once again, the Wyndham School Board has basically drifted across my reticle inside my shooting target zone. <laughs> it, uh, you know, this is... This has turned into a, a longer-running series than what I thought it was going to be. And this all stems back to the way that the Wyndham School Board passed what they called uh, Policy JBAB, which is the Transgender and Gender Nonconforming Policy. Basically, boys in bathrooms and boys in locker rooms, not usually of their own sex. And here we go with the twisting of, well, sex is just a, a social construct, so we have to call it gender identity, and we can change that any old time that we want. You know what? And, and, it occurs to me that murder is also a social construct, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, really. But the, again, this is what progressives have done. They've thrown out all the absolute uh, moral values that we that has basically shepherded society along for thousands of years in you know, why should we be so surprised to see everything falling down, you know, to the 10th floor sub-basement? Well, anyways, um, so the first set of the 91A request I put in was prove to me that you actually followed your own policy in your other policy in putting together your transgender policy because it's it, it's not clear from what I have seen and what I've been told that they actually followed their own rules. It was a slap dash, thank you, ma'am kind of deal. This latest one that I issued earlier today really is one that uh, is, is a lot more serious. It says in part in guidance of their transgender policy, a student has the right to be addressed by a name or pronoun that corresponds to the student's gender identity. A court-ordered name or gender change is not required and the student need not change his or her official records. The intentional, and that's one thing, has the right. And the second one is far more uh, concerning to me. So the paragraph continues on. The intentional or persistent refusal to respect a student's gender identity, for example, intentionally referring to the student by a name or pronoun that does not correspond to the student's gender identity is a violation of this policy. And I go on to, you know, in the post that I put up, live free or die. The concept of individual liberty and freedom does not exist with Rob Breton, Dennis Senebaldi, Kaylee McAllister, and Daniel Hopovoci Mueller. Uh, these are the progressive members of the Wyndham School Board. And it, that should be concerning to anybody. A student has the right. Where does this right come from? I, I just don't understand how they can just throw that out there. So I basically said, all right, tell me where this comes up. How can you, Wyndham School Board, just make this right jump out of the, the ether uh, 
and declare everybody else has to be subject to it. Because a right, as you and I both know, and most of our listeners know, a right is something that you have that is self-evident just because you are human. A right is something that you get to exercise but does not depend on anyone else for the expression of that right. My right to free speech, it does not mean that I have to uh, that I have the ability to compel somebody to give something to me in order to express that right to self uh, expression. The other part is also true. Nobody has to listen to me. I can say anything I want where I can and I don't have and I don't have to nor can I compel anybody to listen to me. So I can so, so as to express that right to free speech. Uh, this is part of why conservatives have always railed against the welfare state and Obamacare is that the state is compelling us in a lot of ways to provide for other people. But they don't always call it rights, they call it speech, except progressives who, who call health care a right, which means that they have the ability to claim, to make claims on the rest of us. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. The intentional or persistent refusal to respect a student's gender identity by intentionally referring to the student by name or pronoun that does not... Con- correspond to the student's gender identity as a violation of this policy. There's two things horribly wrong there. One, as a governmental body, they are coercing speech. They are saying, if somebody says they are this, you will do this or we will punish you. And in the post that I have up on Granite Rock, I ask a whole lot of questions. But first, I put up some real foundational uh, clauses from the U.S. Constitution and the New Hampshire Constitution dealing with the prohibition, the prohibition of the free exercise of speech, prohibition of the exercise of the right of conscience or freedom of religion, uh, due process, and a few other things. Because when they say you are in violation of this policy, what is the penalty? And because they don't talk about what that penalty is, it can be, and with this school board, will probably end up being very arbitrary and capricious. And I ask in my right to know request, you know, how will they determine how a violation has occurred? Will it be by hearsay? Will they be mandatorily and audibly monitoring staff, students, and visitors to eliminate he said, she said allegations? How do you know if allegations that would lead to a violation of this policy charge, are they true or are they just being done in retribution or by some whim or action? These are teenagers, after all, and not always thinking straight, and some of them are pranksters, and some of them, you know, mean girls comes to mind. Mm. Uh, They're out to get people. What is the due process that should be followed? Do they even have such a policy defined for this policy? And what are those penalties? Nothing is there at all. Is it going to mean simply detention for students? How about in-class suspension or out-of-school suspension? Will it actually result in expulsion? Will it mean removal from leadership positions in clubs or student government? Will it preclude them from uh, other outside activities, you know, different interests like the chess club or what have you? Or what if you're the captain of the football team? Do you now get kicked off the team for that? But what about in terms of staff? Are they going to be put into uh, double secret probation, a la Animal House? <laughs> Will they get a demotion in rank and loss of pay? Or can it, at worst, mean dismissal for staff members? 
In other words, you know, oh, why did you get fired? Oh, because I called he, she. I called I called Jane something other than just okay. stupidity type of thing. Not only that, but if, if this is happening on school grounds, um, what happens to visitors who refuse to abide by, by the policy? I know it would certainly happen to me if I ever decided to go down to that school system because I have no no thought of abiding by coerced speech. That This is an infringement of my right of conscience, my religious beliefs that God made man and women and not the other 72 genders that Facebook allows you to have. Um, it also uh, violates my right to conscience. But really, it is the free speech. Government is not supposed to tell you how to think nor how to speak. And yet the, these... These dingalings on the Wyndham School Board are doing exactly that. And this is something that I think um, – I, I don't think they've ever run into somebody who wants to ask these kinds of questions. And it really comes down to please list why the board believes it can abrogate the religious beliefs and conscience of those that reject the notion of transgenderism. And I can assure them, as while they tell me that while there are transgender students or staff on in our district i can also say there are people who are fundamentally dismissing this because of their religious beliefs and we have a big clash of do we follow religious morality or is it the case where progressives wish to substitute their own governmental morality for us all i'm going to go with the latter i think that's what they want in a related note by the way and i'm going to send this to you if i can find it uh, Alliance Defending Freedom filed a lawsuit in Massachusetts to block a law that went into effect last October 1st that provides a broad range of access accommodation to transgenders, including what you're talking about. And, I didn't know that. And uh, I spoke with uh, Dustin Siggins. I inter interviewed him last year, and I can send you that link, too, about the law. And, of course, if you read the law and in the footnotes, the major problem they were having is that churches could be impacted by this. You know, spaghetti suppers, weekend events. You're requiring these people in public places to use gender pronouns of choice. And refusing to do so could result in charges of discrimination and investigation and up to $2,500 fine for each occurrence. So this is not all that different. This is an actual law that was passed that has these in it that ADF was trying to block. I don't know if they successfully did that or not. I didn't follow up on it, but I will now because it's quite relevant to what you're doing. Yeah, and now that you mentioned the spaghetti dinners in churches, uh, I do remember that. I don't remember how it turned out. So that would be very interesting to see, even if it was just Massachusetts law. But it always comes down to, in these cases, and there's several of these events that are weeding their way through the different uh, court systems, of uh, which is primary, a local ordinance, a state statute, uh, a federal law, or what should be the supreme foundational law for us, which is our constitutions, either state level or federal level. And the clashes have not always turned out the way that I would have thought, nor would I have expected, because it does seem that the progressives have owned the judiciary, and a lot of those have uh, turned out badly, unfortunately. And Christians have lost their businesses, lost their homes, lost their friends. Um, and basically what, you know, what I have seen over the decade plus that I've been doing this, progressives love to destroy people's lives. 
So they were happy the way that this came out. Oh, sure. But this this is one that this is this is just plain nasty. Well, you're going to have to keep us up to date on it, and I know you will, and we will probably revisit this topic again. So uh, I want to thank you for taking a couple minutes to explain it to us this evening, and have a great night. I will do that. And just remember, for the first time ever, total credit card debt in the United States just jumped over $1 trillion. All right. <laughs> woo right. See ya. All right. Good, have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Rock Talk. <laughs>